Ahoy, welcome to a brand new episode of Baffled, It's Your Favourite Fact Podcast. Every week we bring you incredible facts, we whittle them down into little bite-sized morsels and you decide whether they are worth carrying on with, worth digesting or worth chucking into that big bin of knowledge. Thank you for that. My name's Dan, three for you this week and we're going to fly all around the world. Two things from Germany and one thing from America. Connor is also here. What did you say, bite-sized pieces? What was that word? A bite-sized morsel. It's a morsel. A bite-sized piece. So just a bite-sized piece. That does not qualify as one fact of your day. Three facts today. Um, one is going to be TikTok related. Uh, the other one is going to be about the English language. And we are also going to talk about the brain and what it ignores. I cannot wait to hear you explain something about the English language. Yeah, no, this one is such a Connor English language fact. You'll hear it later. It's great. Uh, Mark is also here. What do you got? This week for you, I've got three facts that the first time I heard them, I went, that's not true. Looked them up. Turns out they're true. <laughs> there you go. That's the point of the show, so you've come to the right place. Welcome along. Let's get going. It's a brand new episode of Baffled. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, if you've never listened to this show before, I'm wondering whether that intro got you on board. So if, it, if, if, you're, if you're on the fence, listen, we're going to arm you with some fantastic pub ammo, I would say. So next time you're having a few beers, it's kind of getting to springtime. The sun is getting out. You can just drop these in conversation and roll on. Do you know what? Out of all of the ways that you have opened up the pod and you've explained what we do, pub ammo is fantastic. I like that. Pub ammo. Yeah. It's taken well, almost 200 episodes. I like that. Yeah. Pub ammo. That is exactly what we do here, isn't it? Pub ammo. <laughs> Pub ammo. Pub ammo. What ammo do you supply yourself with in a pub? Um, Moretti top. Moretti tops and a Monzo with about 35 quid on it. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm good to go. Monzo's handy for that because it's prepaid, so you can't overspend your budget. It is handy, and I also like the notifications it gives you because it allows you to remind yourself if I'm spending money in the pub. Yeah, know? because the actual action of doing it isn't enough Sometimes to remind you. When I've got the online banking, which doesn't give me the notifications, I'm tapping away like an absolute imbecile, and then to you know, wake up the next day, and you're like, wow, I've spent £100. On so, Moretti Tops at £5.50 a pint I'm in Melbourne. I'm going to jump straight into a nice link for the world listeners there. Yeah. I, I want to jump straight in with a Connor Explains recommendation. Okay. So if you don't know, on Fridays we bring you another episode, a bonus bite called Connor Explains, where we take one big concept and Connor will whittle it down for us in a way that only he can. Perhaps you could do like online banking and, and cards because it is interesting this money exists on a screen it's just numbers on a screen i never look at it and then i tap and it goes it's fascinating do you know what it is interesting and i was actually talking to somebody that i work with in another area of my life and he made a comment the other day about that and said uh why don't they just you know increase the number in your account to just save the world yeah 
though. It'd be well, good to go down that path. Uh, well, yeah, you could, you could, uh, you could explain to us inflation and quantitative easing if you fancied. Let me just very quickly before we start. Regular baffled fans will love this. Let me look at Connor's fact page. Three little lines. There we go. Uh, Mark, you can take it away. First fact of the show. James Cameron spent so much time diving down to the bottom of the ocean to see the Titanic that by the time he was done and the movie was made, he'd spent more time on the Titanic than the actual voyagers when it sank. I think that's probably not hard to do, but how long were the Titanic voyagers there before it sank? So, you know what? That would have been a really useful thing to look up, wouldn't it? Do you know what I mean? Like, we need to start having a little chat about who's putting in the admin here because I feel like I'm admin in it and he isn't. Well, so how long did did you know how long James Cameron spent there? See, that bit of information I do have. There's one bit of information first that I really need to know. Who the f*** is James Cameron? Is he the director or is he an actor? James Cameron was the director of Titanic. Right. Should I know that? Well, he then went on to do Avatar. Never seen it. So... No, James Cameron spends a long old time making these massive blockbuster films. I think he's got one in the works now. James Cameron is also obsessed with going deep in the ocean. I think he's one of the only people to go to the Mariana Trench, which is the deepest part of the ocean. Nice. So Titanic was a good fit for him. Yeah. Yeah. So James Cameron uh, made 12 dives in total, many of them between 15 and 17 hours long to make sure that they could get the Titanic in as much wow. historical accuracy as possible. I reckon it must be quite hard to kind of... <laughs> I think all of that type of thing is hard. When you look at like Pixar films and Disney and they replicate actual places sometimes. Mm. Like with Frozen, I think they based a lot of the Frozen scenes on actual places that are in the world. Yeah, Norway. Yeah. That is super difficult, isn't it, to go down to an actual you know, sunken boat and try and somehow replicate that in a film format. It's talent. Yeah, well, James Cameron's like a weirdly big explorer like he's done like not only the titanic he's done various voyages down into the ocean he's also part of nasa as well yeah. and on their board there so james cameron huge filmmaker very successful but also massive explorer we, we were saying this when you were looking up that fact just a second ago we were talking oh, about really? this when you had tuned us out uh so so he's done did you say 12 at about 15 hours a pop yes so that's pretty much so six six days yeah so the, the people on the Titanic would have been on there less than six days I would, before. Yeah, the I'd imagine around five. So when, when he was diving down, because I'm curious as to this, this is really interesting, actually. When he goes down to that boat, do you think he's yeah. doing that to make sure the boat that they use on the screen looks like the, the Titanic boat that sunk? Yes. Or so that he can see what the boat looked like for scenes? So he knows, oh, they're on the top deck, they're on this. Like, cause it's a bit, bit of both, I think. I think it's <sighs> it's kind of... Part going, I'm going to make a film about Titanic. I can probably use other people's money to go and see it mm. because he's such an explorer. And then I also think it's a lot of, right, let's make sure that we get those scenes looking right. Let's see what the boat actually looks like and make sure it's accurate. Mm. The thing is, though, when you're watching that film... No one knows, no yeah, one cares. I think it's and giggles. I think it's doing it for status. Wouldn't it have been just completely demolished, though, when he went down there, like the boat? Well, no, they, they discovered, ooh, Ernest Shackleton's boat the other day. And I can't remember the name of it. Endeavour? And it was famously sunk on the South Pole and it's been there for about 100 years and they've only just discovered it. It was like a massive find and that was pretty much still intact. Nice. Like these things are quite preserved down there. Like this fact. I think if we have a category in the Nigels for best film facts, you could be in the running, mate. Bonus fact for you. The runtime of Titanic, two hours and 40, which is the exact length of time it took for the ship to sink. Nah, but- 
No, 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 not calling that. Not calling that a true at all. Ooh, no one's timing. No one's sitting there. Yeah, yeah. I know, Hold on. I there's there's get... tons of people dying. <laughs> Let me get my stopwatch out. Yeah, get the men, get the get the women, get the children overboard. Click the stopwatch. Let's see what we can do. Absolute horse. Okay. <laughs> How long someone they imagined the, it would take? Someone's hanging onto a dinghy to try and save their life, but apparently they're timing it all. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, mate. No, no, no. Slow down, slow down. There's going to be a, a movie made. We need to wring, wring out all the cash we can from it. Mental. Although, if true, crazy too. Well, yeah. no, it's not true, so you're okay. Okay. What's your... No, you know what? I'm going to do mine. I, I'm just... You know, it's one of these ones where I'm struggling to figure out how to get into it. <sighs> Seems like you are. Do, do, is it... A fact? Her, no, 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 it's a good fact. I'm right. just trying to, I, I reckon this might be a fact that you are upset by. Okay. A chap called Hubert B. Wolfer plus 666 Senior has the world record for the longest personal name ever used. I want to be completely honest with you. He would 100% have been bullied at school by me. So his... And Hubert, I'm not a bully, but I definitely would have taken the piss out of this kid. Hubert's name is made up from 27 different names. Each of his 26 names, given names after Hubert, uh, starts with a different letter of the English alphabet in alphabetical order. They're followed by enormously long surname. So let me try and let me try and get my head around this. His name is Adolf Blaine, Charles David, Earl Frederick, Gerald Hubert, Irvin, John, Kenneth Lloyd, Martin Nero, Oliver Paul, Quincy Randolph, Sherman Thomas, Uncus, Victor, William, Serxes, Yancey, Zeus, Wolfenschläger, Hausenberg, and uh, look, I mean, this, no, one second, this, his surname goes on for, uh, I would imagine, hundreds and hundreds of letters. Now, he did this, uh, well, it stemmed from his great-grandfather, who lived in Germany, and at the time, in the 19th century, German Jews were, were obliged to take a, a, another second name, a more appropriate second name. So I think, as a little bit of an ironic piss take, his grandfather gave him loads of second names and this has just gone on and on and on. So the guy who has the world record for the most amount of surnames has 27 of them and in a way of condensing that down, you don't want a calculator if you get a massive number and it will mm. say like plus E to the yeah. power of 10 or something like that. He goes by the name Hubert B. Wolfer plus 666 Senior. Now, uh, when asked what his name means, he said this. <clears throat> it tells the story of a wolf killer a resident of a stone house in a village whose ancestors were conscientious shepherds, sheep were well fed, and ancestors a million years before became the first men on earth and in a shaped spaceship made of tungsten. Uh, it was used as a light, uh, it used light as a source of power. They tried to make a new intelligent race where they would live long, happy lives and be free from attack. That's what he claims his name's mean. Sounds like Assassin's Creed. Also, also <laughs> it does sound like Assassin's Creed. The, I, I will say that for the most boring fact I've heard, it didn't need to go on that long. Not your fault. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of Dan's fault. Well, no, because he needed to explain it, and I appreciate that, but that is, that is like a Connor Explains episode in one. Right there. What? That, so, right, this is the fact. What a dickhead. What, 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 what did they What's say online? Absolute. Like, why do people do? I just, I, it's just beyond me as to how stupid it is. Are you there with me? What do they call it on YouTube, on on the internet on Reddit? It's TLDR. Too long didn't read. Too long didn't read. This yeah. is the headline: Hubert Wolf plus six 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 senior has the world record for the longest personal name ever used. He's got twenty seven names, and Hubert B Wolf. His first name isn't Hubert. It's Adolf. I hate like because I, I feel like I'm just like I'm not. Sh all over it because it is a good fact and it is interesting yes but 
it's ridiculous, isn't it? I don't know why people do shit like this. It's just why not? so. I mean, his name alone is more than you've written down for all three of your facts put together. Yeah, it literally is. Yeah, he has the same amount of surnames as I've got for three facts. Here's what I think, though, about stuff like this. If you could, why wouldn't you? So, do you have a do you have a middle name? Yeah, Marcus. Marcus. My opinions with middle names. If you're not going to give them something that's meaningful, like your great granddad's name or something like that, what? Like, just do what you want. Like, it's my dad's like, name. Call him something like Rex. It's my dad's call name. Call him Tyrannosaur. What's your middle name? William. It's my granddad's name. This is what I mean. If it's not going to be meaningful, it, you've got carte blanche there to just be creative. Yeah, but exactly. But Bulbasaur. So all the all them names are meaningful. No, then that's what I'm saying. They're not meaningful. Yeah, he's idiot. being creative. With no, he's them. not being. Cre- that's not creative. That's just being annoying. That's just me going. It's oh, a my name. Difference. My name's Connor, Dan, Mark, Liam, Lucy, Bethany, Knight. Look, it's not creative. I'm just saying names. What a creative person you are. Yeah. No, it's just you've interesting. Just named people you've seen in the last five minutes. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah, they're the names I go to in my uh, job when I think of names to use on the radio. Lucy's always there. Connor, give us your first fact of the show. Well. Overdoing your facts, this is definitely a change in tempo. Uh, bookkeeper is unique in the sense that it is the only word in the English language with back-to-back double letters. Double O, double K. Double E. Oh, no. oh, all right, yeah. Balloon. Back-to-back to back, back double letters. Okay, back-to-back-to-back. Right, there we go. Sorry, I missed off the to back. My eyes went a bit funny. It's because I've actually got quite a lot of words in one line. I'm not used to that. It was back-to-back-to-back double letters. Because obviously you've got double O, double K, double E. Yeah. Good, isn't it? Yeah. You like that? I don't know where we can go with that. No, we can't really go anywhere. But I, mean, in, I mean, fairness, every time Bookkeeper comes up in my conversations, I'm going to tell someone that. I think that's a cool little fact, that. The sad thing is, is that Bookkeeper never comes up in my conversation. I will say one thing. You described this podcast at the beginning as pub ammo. That is elite pub ammo. Yours no, is confusion. Yeah, but if, how, if somebody how are you ever getting into that? Huh? How are you ever getting into that? Are you having a swift one? You know, like that. I don't know. You're having a little chat and you go, oh, mate, I was the other day, did you know the bookkeeper right. is back to back to back to back double letters? Hand, to right, let, three let's, to backs. right, let's let's role play this, okay? Because I I want you to actually envisage how this is going to happen in real life. Okay, so you and I down the pub. <clears throat> uh, uh, hold on a minute, it's a sort of scenario where immediately the, Connor's out. You're the brother-in-law, and I'm meeting you for the first time. So it's a little bit like the conversation's dry, but we're at the bar, we're getting some secco and a couple of beers. So you and I are at the pub. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sipping on. I've just done the Guinness game. I've managed to get the line perfectly in the middle of the top of the end and the bottom of the harp. You're right, Dan. Nice, nice to meet you, mate. Yeah, missus is. You got your sister's fit. Yeah, I know. I've been, <laughs> been there, done that. High five. I uh, actually picked up good winnings the other day. Yeah, top to grand. Went down the um, uh, what do they call it? The bookies. I went down the bookies to to pick it up. No, off. you see, you're going the wrong way. Oh, f- me, man. I'm acting. <laughs> no, you're being. If you are acting right now, no wonder your career was. <laughs> In Adam and Time stop or whatever it, it's stop called. Stop it, stop it. It's a long process. Was that acting? I went down... Yeah, you thought I was being real, so it is acting. Um, I went down the old bookies the other day. Billy, you'll collect my winnings. Yeah, the bookkeepers, you know? No, you see, this isn't where this fact comes into it. You are the world just No, no, because what we're doing right now is we are actually improvising... Oh, we're improvising. That wasn't what we were doing. We were acting, and I was changing the scene. But if we're improvising, go again. <sighs> Hello, Connor. Oh, you are, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good. What's your... I can't be asked anyway. Uh, yeah, good. Oh, uh, interesting fact. Yeah, go on. That's on me. Your pint's on me. I'll pay for that. Collected my winnings the other day. Yeah, 500 to 1 in the old Cheltenham. 
went and collected it down the old bookies the other day. You know the old bookkeepers. Yeah, we'll have a couple of strawberries in the. Pers- oh, funny you say that actually with the with the old bookkeepers. I heard a really good fact the other day on this shit hot podcast called Baffled. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Did you know that bookkeepers is unique in the sense that it is the only word in the English language with back to back to back double letters? No, I didn't know that. You'd definitely go and tell your sister, wouldn't you, that her new boyfriend's a bit of a weirdo. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Probably what I said. Yeah. As soon as we got into this, this is what I was trying to point out to you. Is it great pub ammo? Because okay. what are you, like, where does the conversation go? Fair you, enough. They go, oh, okay, all right. Yep. I agree. Mark, we bring you in. <clears throat> yeah? Oh, that, let's not make this hold any on. more longer hold and painful on. than hold it on. needs to be. Right, ready? Let's, ju- let's just see if you can remember a f- word that came out of Dan's mouth about five minutes ago. Oh, you all right, mate? Yeah. Uh, listen, I, w- I saw on Google the other day. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Do you know the guy who's got the longest name? What's his name? Oh, old, old Adolf. There we go. Adolf. Well, that, Adolf. Well, one thing, that is his first name. And also, what okay. you would say, you would say... Oh, plus XXX. The, yeah, the, the pub... Seen the other occurring. The pub ammo there is the bloke with the longest name in the world has 27 names. There are so many that he calls himself plus 666 senior. I'll make you a deal. We create a new category for the Nigels. Best pub ammo fact, and we let the people decide. Bookkeeper is not winning. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Nerdles up there. There's a reason that not many mummies are on display in museums across the world. It's not because there wasn't a lot of them. It's not because they've crumbled away. Well, like milfs. It's because the Victorians ate all the Egyptian mummies. Disgusting. Right, tell us more. Uh, so basically, they thought it had health benefits. Uh, they even had things like mummy tasting parties so for several hundred years around kind of the 16th 17th centuries sounds like my kind of place uh, many europeans basically decided that eating old dead humans was a way to solve illnesses if you had a blood illness you had the blood of someone who was dead if you had a headache then you would have powdered down skull so this seems highly illogical oh i mean it- there's not many of them left around, so it in the didn't an- work. In the animal kingdom, you know, if, if, a, if, a, if a dead body is, is rotting too much, the creatures will think, that's dead, probably shouldn't eat it, because yes. I don't want to catch whatever's killed it. Yes. Why are these people, Victorians, thinking, oh, I should eat that because whatever killed them is going to be good for me? Because that is what one person decided, proclaimed it, and everyone went, yeah, I'm not going to question that. It's essentially how medicine worked back in the day. Just if anyone as well is sitting here enjoying this episode afterwards, go back a few and I'll actually explain mummification, didn't I? Did this did, yeah. No. No. No, didn't get this in my You, five, you also asked last week if uh, people ate humans. And so, we said, yeah, cannibals are a thing. Uh-huh. Turns out it was actually a lot wider than we thought last week. When, wait, wait, Victorian, so what, when is that? 16th, 17th century, basically. Quick Queen Victoria. It's kind of disgustingly stupid all in one really, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't really a case of, should we eat humans? It was, what part of a human should we eat? Yeah, as if they actually think that it's going to make a difference. Silly. But I can we're going back so far that they don't really know the paracetamol, neurofen and cowpaw isn't a thing. So Was cowpaw not a thing in the Victorian day? Uh, Hang on. No. One of the reasons I'm looking forward to someday having children is for free license for cowpaw. Beautiful. You are aware you can just go and buy a cow pole. Yeah, but you be judged. You shouldn't. Uh, well, yes, but equally, I'm going to judge you if you decide to drink your own. Especially walking in with that hat on, mate. You should not be... do that. And <laughs> Baffle does not endorse that. They'd as a be very concerned. But isn't that weird guy with that hat on buying cow pole? But with cow pole, it's like pouring beer at a beer festival or something. You know, it's one for you, one for me. It is. I was really. Please tell is me it? if I'm wrong here, but isn't cow pole completely placebo? No, I don't think you can give a baby because babies don't know what placebos are. 
So you can't give a baby a well, placebo. You don't you don't give it to a newborn, don't you, Carl? Yeah, but even like a four year old, I can't imagine that's the case. They're, they're not. They don't. Like I think it is because I I think I think maybe <clears> the I they they feel better when they think yeah. they're getting that thing that makes them better. Perhaps I look. I'm perfectly. Fine I'm to sure. be proven wrong. I cannot believe they're giving a four-year-old no, a placebo. No. Cal- no. Calpol is paracetamol for children. So but it's, it's just a low dosage, hence why it's for children. Right. Gorgeous. Tastes yeah. good as well, doesn't it? It does taste good. Yeah, I always thought my mum and dad used to give me Wybena. You might be thinking of deep heat. Is that placebo? I think deep heat is a placebo, yeah. Touchwood, I think. Well, as in touchwood, as in, you know, so I was always told, again, it might be an old wives' tale, that stuff like deep heat doesn't really do anything to your muscles. It just goes so hot that it makes you think something has happened. Why? I thought it would Again, numb the area. Might be wrong. Yeah, nice. Need to be a DP actually. I had to run to work this morning because I was late due to somebody who was ill on the train again. I've had two of those today and uh, pulled the Achilles a little bit there. Yeah. Bit sore. Did that I, need to be said on the podcast? No, it just no. made me think of DP. Great. Thanks. Second fact of the show. In 1987, Nevada, a mm-hmm. state in the States, mm-hmm. made... A fake county to stop the US government from building a nuclear waste site there. So, in order to make the US government believe that there was something there that they couldn't be, that couldn't be built on, they said, oh no, we do have a county there, it's called Bullfrog County, and taxes were set as high as possible to dissuade the government from doing that because they'd have to pay loads and loads and loads for any nuclear waste. They basically didn't want it next door. It was going to be down to them or a place in Texas. They said, we don't want it to be with us. So let's pretend like there is a people and uh, there is a place with people living there. And yeah, the tax that they set could have made them $25 million a year. I don't really know why that's important. Anyway, uh, yeah, so that's why they made a fake place to dupe their own government. And the reason I like this is because it's interested. it's interesting where these silly little schemes actually work at the highest level of government. So I like it. We're talking more the gov the government of that state yeah, when against get one the over government the, of the US Yeah, yeah, government. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretty clever idea actually. It kinda makes sense. I don't I can't imagine there's many people there that go nuclear waste, yeah. Bit of that. Lovely. I would definitely not want that near me. What is nuclear waste, by the way? What is in what what does that consist of? It's basically waste. waste from nuclear sites. So Radio, radioactive material, yeah. Yeah, right. like, like runoff, yeah, like chemicals. Stuff that right. is not good for you. Yeah, just completely, I mean, my, your asthma and me, we'd be knackered, wouldn't we? You'd be on the toilet for four weeks. I would be, yeah. Uh, I'd be just scoffing down green. hay fever. I'd be scoffing down green. hay fever tablets thinking that the pollen counts high when actually it's the, uh, yeah. it's the local sodium. He'd be there down in the cow pole. Exactly. Nothing to do with the nuclear waste, just mm. a casual Saturday for him. <laughs> Pretty clever idea, that. Did you see the thing that was going around online the other day? Yeah, I did, yeah, thanks. The, yeah. the guy in... The US government, I can't remember where he was, maybe the Senate or something like that. And just to pass the time, what was he drinking in the room, in the in the big official government room? Little bottle of syrup. Was he? <laughs> yeah, just chugging away at a little bottle of like Hershey's maple syrup. Oh. Imagine trying to drink that. Well, how thick it would it's be. It's like elf, <gasps> isn't it? When he puts Ooh. it all over the spaghetti, it always makes me feel ill. Yeah, that's disgusting. That guy's definitely got a little bit of indigestion. And probably diabetes. Well, I tell you what, we are rattling through them today. Yeah, we are. It's a good one today. I'm enjoying the facts. Lots of big facts, though. Hefty facts. Do you think people have had to put this on, like, time, like minus two uh, speed just because we're rattling through it? I, like half speed. I reckon, yeah. And also, there's probably an average that maybe 80% of the listeners have paused once, made a tea, and they're back again. I would say. Yeah, I, I reckon you're right. 80% have paused it or have gone back and gone, 
didn't follow that. They've definitely gone back gone on back. your one and gone, what the fuck? No, they've, gone, for, they've gone forward on his one no. going there. No, <laughs> I need to listen to this because I need to tell you. That, that, that explanation when you were rattling on about Ofta or whatever his name was, they've gone straight through it. Ofta? Adolf. Yeah, it's a t- tri- tricky name to remember that one. If only someone famous was called that. Hitler. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Everyone needed that explaining because no one knew. Connor, give us your second fact of the show. Okay, I want to set a little scene right now for this one. Go on. I was in the bed the other night having a little scroll through TikTok. Quick question. Yeah. Is there a bucket I can be sick to because oh. I'm worried where this is going? And uh, you with us, Dan? Yeah? Tuned in, mate? <laughs> Sorry, my yeah. girlfriend just texted me saying, do I want a robot vacuum cleaner? And I was like, yeah, I do. I, really I, bought, do. I bought one yesterday. I really went did. around cleaning the house last night. Really good. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Carry Continue. On. Nerds. Um, <laughs> so, yes, I was laying in bed, scrolling through TikTok, and I listened to this. Stitch this with a fact so ridiculous you didn't believe it until you looked it up yourself. This is my favorite fact. There are 52 cards in the standard deck of playing cards, meaning that the amount of different configurations of those cards is 52 factorial, which is 52 times 51 times 50 times 49 and so on and so forth, which comes out to a number that is larger than the amount of atoms in the universe, which means that if you properly shuffle a deck of cards, there's a good chance that order of cards is the only time cards have ever been in that order in recorded time right i've got a few things to say and i know exactly what you're gonna say number one i don't know how happy i am with you just playing tiktok audio that you found online for your fact the least you could do is transcribe it well it's nice to know me and you the same role on the podcast if you're not happy it doesn't matter i thought that would be quite a nice way and and also i'm not reciting that is that your fact that is my fact let me take you back to a baffled episode from well i've got it down here as 102 probably not yeah it was wasn't all that long ago, was it? Uh, no, it wasn't. It wasn't too long ago, was it? Because I did. I was sitting there listening to that, going, "I'm fairly certain I've heard this somewhere." If before. every star in our galaxy had a trillion planets, each of those planets had a trillion people on them, and each of those people had a trillion packs of cards, and they all shuffled them a thousand times a second, and they'd been doing that forever, they they wouldn't have replicated the same shuffle between them. Where's the word atom in that fact? It's the same thing. Well, it's not. It's the same thing. It isn't. It's kind of the same thing. It isn't. It's the same thing. I reckon that one was more enjoyable than when you done it at 102. Yeah, right, which is correct. And when I heard that, I thought, okay. you know what? That's a better way of putting it. Hmm. The point is... Well, why didn't, you get, why didn't you put it like that then? Well, because this... Because your, your one's actually not very encouraging. I, I, I found that because I found that more interesting. Why? You know, a trillion planets with a trillion people with a trillion packs of cards but that I are doing it a thousand at- times a second. Atoms and knowing that only you, you only ever do it once. I, I found that interesting. I th- I'm pretty sure I probably said the fact the phrase 52 factorial in my So we've delivered the same fact twice or just the same fact differently? Well, let's not. Let's, <laughs> we don't want to get thing. too far. Well, there we go. That was my fact. I'm more worried the fact that you didn't think... I'll write that down and say that myself. No, I thought we'd spice it up a little bit. And I liked his voice, the guy. And I was setting the scene and he's I enjoyed can, it. He's can be bothered, could you? Uh, no, not really, no. It, it won't be long before a Connor Explains episode is just um, copy and paste Wikipedia in text-to-speech. Will Connor it? won't even turn up. He'll, will, he'll, he'll just send a link of text-to-speech to our producer and just go, yeah, just pay that. I will be honest. I, um, I, I do find a majority of my facts on TikTok, so find it out there. I have no problem with you finding it on TikTok. Mm. The point is... Parlay up yourself. This is our. This is the podcast where we share facts, not some random. It was so. Also, 
You shared a video of some guy sharing a video doing the fact. Yeah, yeah. So the guy was reacting to the original video. Jesus, that's what that's the problem with TikTok. Push Your Peak is a brand new podcast brought to you by What Bike. Join me, Louise Minchin, and some of the world's most incredible sports people to learn what it takes mentally and physically to push yourself beyond your limits. Whether you're an elite or everyday athlete, it can be hard to continually progress. How do you push yourself out of your comfort zone? Where do you go to find that inner drive? Tune in to hear these inspiring stories and take away the belief that you can achieve your own goals no matter how big or small you can find us wherever you got this podcast just search push your peak millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds salads generally for most people are the easy button right for me that wasn't an option I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. You can always get in touch with the show by the way. If you got any facts that you'd like to share, it's info at bafflepod.com on the email. We are at bafflepod on Instagram and TikTok too. Anything for anything? Yeah, we've got a message through from Ricky Young, who said, Hi, I just wanted to clarify something from the last Connor Explains episode on St. Patrick's Day. This is from a little bit back. Uh, the first Guinness Brewery uh, is actually here in the United States, as in the first one outside of Ireland. It's actually here in the United States, located in Baltimore, Maryland. The one coming in London will be the second outside of Ireland. That was something I said, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so wanted to correct that. My favourite thing about this, Ricky has messaged us on Instagram. Doesn't even follow us. <laughs> so the doesn't US follow us, just wanted to make sure that you knew you were wrong. The US has a Guinness brewery. It does apparently. It is in Baltimore. And do you remember when we done the podcast? What did we say about the US and Guinness? Tastes like shit. Yeah. So they probably haven't really got a Guinness brewery. They've just got a brewery that just does a bit of well, Guinness. Well, the thing is, so you dog. Yeah, but that's from. Having it in Austin, right? In I've had it in New York. I've had it in Austin. I've had it New in York. It's just not good. It's just not good in the US. It's just it's watery. It's weird. Well, it's, I, I, maybe you should go to Baltimore. Yeah, it's probably good there. Yeah. Maryland, perhaps. Uh, okay. Well, thank you, Ricky. <laughs> Follow message unfollow. <laughs> right. Uh, three facts left for the show, uh, and it's infobafflepod.com if you want to get in touch. Uh, Mark, kick off the final round. In 2016, MIT's Media Lab conducted a study 
to basically find out who were the most popular people on Wikipedia. So they found the most translated pages on the site. Want to have a guess who the top three are? Pope. Uh, close. Number one was Jesus. So, Takes you know. the credit, don't he? Yeah. Number two? Barack Obama. Yeah, probs. Number three? Mm. Corbin Blue from High School Musical. <laughs> what? You know Corbin Blue? No. The guy, the guy um, Zac Efron's mate in High School Musicals with, with a big air. Get your head in the game. Oh, get yeah, your, yeah, get yeah. Your, get yep. your head in the game. Third most translated Wikipedia page when you say, as of 2016, then four and five was Adolf Hitler and Confucius. When you say translated, what, is that researched? As in, no, as in translated. So from the language that it was originally added onto Wikipedia, right? Right. Oh, it has right. then been translated into all of these right, different right, languages. Right, right. So, so not, someone like locally in those countries has to do that. So perhaps not most popular because it's not like he's got the most hits it's just the most people are from different yeah. the most different countries around the world yes. want to know who he is it's weird that it's him not Zac Efron if it's coming from High School Musical it's weird that it's him it does doesn't it auto translate as well what are these people wasting their time for yeah I mean so this is this is back in 2016 I don't know if that's a new feature um, but no one knew for ages why they think they've now narrowed down the reason it seemed like all of these were coming from a super fan of Corbin Blue based in Saudi Arabia who basically wanted to make sure that there was Wikipedia articles for You'd be worried, their idol like, everywhere. I mean, this I- makes more sense. This, is, this changes it all. Super fans, when super fans are being super fans, they do ridiculous things. I, like, I'm down for a fan, but you would be worried if you knew that some, someone in their bedroom in Saudi Arabia, yeah. you know, probably a girl, and they can't really do a lot over there, He's just spending all their time just translating my Wikipedia. Super fan of anything or anyone? Am I? Mm. Probably not now, no. Okay, was? Mm, I don't know. I was very into my wrestling when I was young. Right. As we found out the other day when you said you threw yourself down the stairs for fun. Yeah. Mark, super fan of anything well, or anyone? Nah, not really. Spent all my time doing admin, mate. Um, I went for a very obsessively, like, you know, thing with Harry Styles. Really? Yeah, I thought he was a cool guy. He's a couple a cool of years. Guy. Yeah, but I was like really like into him, like music, everything. Yeah, good. Yeah, big fan, big big fan. You're yeah. not sitting there translating Wikipedia though, are you? No, I probably could have got about that. I enjoy how you tried to say, oh, I was I was into everything you did. You know, like music, as if music was the most obscure thing you did. You yeah. know, music and everything. That, that's that thing, music. I would be worried if a 22 year old Connor Knight was sat there translating Harry Styles things into Persian. He can barely speak English, let alone bloody oh, Persian. Harry Styles. In Persian. Me, just let me adore you, baby. Absolutely. Once saw him live. Very good live. Corbin Blue or Harry Styles? Seeing him in Wembley Stadium this June. It does command a stage well. Yeah. Very Mick Jaggery. Yeah, and he's got the full band of women. Mm. How crazy. I enjoy that. Yeah. Last fact of the show. We're headed to Germany. We're not. Are you trying to set a scene of us arriving yeah. there? Right. We're headed to Germany. Yeah, did you not hear the, the aeroplane and yeah, the Bavarian yeah. music that's now playing? Ba-dum-bum. Excuse me. We're headed to Germany to the Clemens August of Bavaria, which was a sect of Roman Catholics. Now, at the time, you were not allowed to be a Mason. The Pope had outlawed that. You couldn't make secret fraternities within Catholicism. So, a, a group of German monks set up the Order of the Pug. Of the dog, the pug. So to get into their club, so they could talk and have their own, and you know, have their own club, you had to wear a dog collar, 
and scratch the door to get in. A bit fetishy, this. Hang on, when you say a dog collar, do you mean a dog collar like a vicar wears a dog collar or a dog collar like an actual dog collar? Information has not yet got. The novices were blindfolded and led nine times around a carpet. The pugs then had to bark and then they had to kiss a porcelain pug's ass. Now, and then, you know, then they chatted like Masons do, gave away money to the poor, that kind of thing, had a bit of wine, had a bit of drinks. Masons is in Freemasons? Yeah, like Freemasons. with a secret, a Freemason. With a secret. Oh, it doesn't surprise me, you know, with your secret handshakes. Are you going to become one? Uh, maybe. I think it's good, but it's also probably a bit weird. You're just there dressed with all your mates in robes, kind of giving money away and getting pissed. Yeah, but, you know, it's a culture. Yeah. So I, they, can, I can imagine you <laughs> being a Mason. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if I ever got to any level of, you know, yeah. I would definitely come for you too. Yeah. My, my, look, my problem with you being a Mason, I think would be you, you, you wouldn't be subtle enough about it. Don't need to be subtle. I'll tell everyone. You're right, nice to meet you, Connor, I'm a Mason. Yeah, but you do need to be subtle because they got the handshake. That's literally the point of the handshake. Do you know what though? I always, they say they've got the handshake, but no one knows the handshake unless you're a Mason. But do you reckon there's a handshake or do you reckon they just say there's a handshake? Well, I think you can find out online. You, you do the thing with the thumb, don't you? Yeah, you kind of you, yeah, you, you know where you stick the thumb you, up someone else's ass. You, you you take you handshake and then you put your thumb in a certain way. What? What did you just say? <laughs> Nothing. I once a friend a friend of mine's <laughs> what dad. Did he say? Have you uh, put your thumb up ass? Obviously. Have you have you ever seen your dad's robes? My I went to a friend's house whose dad was a mason, and he that he said I was strange very, question that. <laughs> I yeah, I've seen these mason robes. Yeah, and and I asked him a lot of questions about being a mason, and he went, "Come with me, led me upstairs. Who knows what was happening with that thumb." Then he opened a briefcase up in his wardrobe and it was all the regalia. So you asked your mate, can I see your robes? He said, let's go upstairs. Well, his mate's dad, my mate's dad, yeah. Anyway, it was, it was very impressive. And they just sit there drinking, giving out money. And back in 1738, in the 18th century, they were not allowed to do this. So they made an order of a dog and they chose the pug because it was a symbol of loyalty, trustworthiness and steadiness. So basically, if you went into one of these secret rooms back then in 1738-odd, you would see a load of old men... Barking like dogs. I um, I think the fact for me here is that pugs existed in in 1700s. Well, I tell you what, that is actually, no, that is actually a very, very good point because pugs have been bred in such a way, more, like they're considered to be quite a new dog because they've been bred in such a way, such a mm. horrible way with the squash nose, which means they can't breathe. So the fact that they were around in the 1800s, it's quite interesting. I'd like to have seen a pug in that day and what that pug looked like. Probably had a big snout. Probably, yeah. Mm. Connor, give us your last fact of the show. Um, I, I, I'm, I think I've had a little bit of a nightmare this week because I think we've done this one. <laughs> oh, no. But maybe we haven't. Um, but, you know, when you have a fact like my second one, it all gets in your head, <laughs> that negativity, and you start, you start second-guessing yourself. I'm not being negative. I just It would be nice if you, you shared your fact. Apparently, you are always looking at your nose, but your brain chooses to ignore it. I think, I think we probably have had that, but it's nice to be reminded. I don't, I don't think I don't we have. I don't no. think we have yet. Um, so, yeah, so basically, just put simply, you don't see your nose because your brain is choosing to ignore oh, it. And that is no, because uh, your nose is always yeah. in your field of vision. But now your all brain, I can see is my nose. Yeah, yeah, but your brain filters it out because it's not information that you need to function on a day-to-day basis. So it basically just ignores it. But, uh, but yeah, this- you are constantly seeing it. Like With that. this fact, you've just pissed off thousands of people at once. Yeah, millions. It's baffled. It's like, it's like you know, when you realise you have a habit and then you can't stop doing it. Yeah, yeah. But it just it's funny how you're... But I think that's familiarity, or do you reckon it's more position? What do you mean? Like, the, it's, it's been there from the day you was born and realised that it doesn't need to be within the vision. If you held your finger there like that from the day you was born, do you reckon it would start to ignore it? Uh, yeah, probably. Do you know, like, that's, that's, that's my... If I just held that bottle there for 26 years... 
do you think my brain would recognize that it's information I don't need because it's always there? Or do you reckon it's because of the position of the nose that it's able to ignore it? That was more my thinking on this. I think it's a bit of both. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably that. So, yeah, there you go. Sorry if I've I just, caused I just any OCD. I just or can't any... unsee my nose now and it's really off-putting. Yeah, I know. It's right there, yeah? It yeah. is. That's why I have nothing more to give to this fact because I'm just pissed off I can see my nose. Well, we will leave you being very frustrated now opening your eyes and squinting them again to try and not see your nose. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of Baffled. We've covered a lot. What were the highlights? Well, the man with the longest name in the world has 27 names. Arsehole. Also... Hang on. No, that's not one of them. Uh, James Cameron is a strange man who uh, spends too much time under the ocean. Just get yourself a family. And Connor and I are taking <laughs> our... Hell! Shots fired! There we go, James Cameron, if you do listen. Oh, Sorry. I'm sure he's a lovely He's man. not involved for Guest Fest anymore. Titanic he's definitely is sponsoring out. us, yeah. Well, I'm annoyed now. Do you know, do you know what my first thought was? What? What if he wants to cast me one day? <laughs> oh, yeah. Are you still on your hiatus, though? I thought, well, if you, if you, well, yeah, now. Yeah, well, right. Now I am. I've written myself out of another film, haven't I? The producer has genuinely just fallen off his chair laughing out there. <laughs> and also, Connor and I are taking our improv show on the road. Links for tickets in bio. Thank you very much for listening. It's info at bafflepod.com, and we will see you soon. Say goodbye, Mark. Goodbye. Say goodbye, Connor. Goodbye. Uh, bye-bye, and goodbye to Hubert B. Wolfer. The 666 Senior. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.